2: Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts.
3: This is Josh. It seems like we're doing NPR uh, intros today. (laughs) Sorry. um, Yeah. Yeah. Today, you know, we're going to talk about the softer side of Star Wars. (laughs)
2: Gets you in the feels.
1: Uh, this is Kyle, and usually I would play along with a bit, but I really am not feeling this. I don't know. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> you
3: have to be able to hear like my lips smack and stuff too. And like,
2: yeah, weird, <laughs> bad mouth feel.
3: No. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> uh, bong
2: water, yeah, yeah. Not, not bong water, but um, pond water. No, I, I, I would have done yeah, like the woo, but I've, I've deep. I had this. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. mouthfeel from the I same know. time period. If you get those
3: references, you've been listening to this show for a long time. <laughs> if you get those references, we love you. Yeah. Or yes, unless you're the person. That no,
1: we're well, just kidding. We love you too. Whatever.
2: Actually, um, I, yeah.
3: <coughs> no, I, I would have. I
2: I would do the woo in the beginning, woo! or I would do a, a more boisterous yeah, your, entry. Your, your but throat's
4: I've a had bit this right
2: cough for like two weeks, and it just won't go away. No other symptoms, just a cough and it's like hard to breathe. So I apologize, uh everybody out there because I, I'm trying not to cough into the mic, but I'm, I'm uh I do have a good uh nice deep voice. Oh man, I right thought of a better bit though. for that. Well
1: oh it's, do we want to oh, start no, it? Do we what? need to run it back? Do we need to do it all from the from the top?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, let's do it.
2: <laughs> so I just jump in and
1: something something dark side. No.
2: Just go from there.
1: Josh will just it's have nice to hang on to it for next week.
2: We'll do it all again. Boo! Because yeah. uh, the cough could still be here next week. You I have no know. idea. So I could just tell yeah. you
3: what it was on a daily routine. What is it? It was going to be you know or like that. the '90s boys men songs, baby. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you give me food baby. what I've done! Like a, so a four-minute-long <laughs> interlude in the middle of the song. Yeah,
2: but now have we've too. come.
1: To the uh, how dare you? How, da- that's,
2: the how dare you. Sorry. <laughs> it's a classic. That's a middle you, school slow um, dance jam right there.
1: No <laughs> offense, but you are not ready for, uh, to be singing any songs with voice to men. No. Just yet. Yeah,
2: you no, are no, not.
3: Wanye no. no. Morris. You are not.
2: <laughs> no, I could only cover the, like
3: Justin. It was a, it was a, a, a dream of mine as a child to be the token white member of a, r&b group (laughs) how'd that work out it didn't happen but i'm in a band (laughs) but he is in a band
2: so there you go well we got a lot uh to talk about we actually have two episodes uh of a little show called rebels to talk about this week i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this show never heard of it um I don't really have a lot of. Uh, what news. Murders! <laughs> he was the best
3: guy around! Well, never mind. Kanan Jarvis, who'd
4: he ever beat?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of news this week. The only the only big news that I, I, I could find really was that um, Marvel announced that the Bounty Hunters uh, comic line is going to be departing with issue 42. That's the last one of See Bounty ya. Hunters. Um, Who cares? They're opening two new miniseries. Smell you later. Uh, and heading back to the prequel era, they are starting a Mace Windu that. limited uh, series and a Jango Fett
4: of series. all the characters.
3: Um, <laughs> I don't love. I don't love. Uh, pre- Why are we going back to the prequels? Uh,
2: I don't and know. like, and then um, k-
1: let's do well, Obi Wan. Okay, so, let's
3: do Maul. Let's do
1: Anakin. Mace Windu
2: right uh, yeah whatever fine well and he ahead. he hasbro just put out a two-pack
1: of mace Windu. stop trying to and make the, mace windu happen
2: what is it like two hundred twelfth clone or whatever like two-pack and hey, it was I, like why is mace windu like all of a sudden like popping back into things here if,
3: the, if hey i will i will say and i know this is gonna make kyle want to throw up here we go i will if 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 they had decided <laughs> to do the mace windu survived thing i'd have been a hundred percent on board for that because in my in my head my my head canon is that the fall makes like he it's kind of like Saul guerrera he like something bad happens and then it kind of flips his personality a little bit so after the fall uh he's mace more windu, machine
2: than man now mace
3: windu is like more like samuel L. jackson
2: mm. you know so
3: he's like palpatine i'm coming for you motherfucker like you know like, like
2: <laughs> yeah, An- angry sense. jedi
3: Yes, he deserved to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. Um.
2: But yeah, so they've got uh, they've got Kyle's favorite, a Mace Windu limited series. It is a limited series. It is not an extended run. Um. And then Django Fett. and then they are doing a comic version of Thrawn Alliances, which could be kind of dope. I can get behind that. They, did,
3: they, they like, already did a Thrawn comic. That was one of the books. So.
2: Yeah. So I'm behind on I'm I'm down for that one, but uh,
3: that and, and if then, you're not um, down with that. We got two words for you: Star Wars. <laughs> S- uh, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then I did see. Did you guys see that they're doing um like a twelve week? I don't even know what it is. Merchandise run, releasing stuff over twelve 14, weeks between 14, now and 14. Christmas. I think they're just putting out more goods for us to purchase, um or not. Outside you of don't that,
1: have this, to. Is- a lot of No, it's you don't overpriced. have to,
2: but uh, <laughs> and most of it we've already heard of. Yeah. Um it's just yeah, a they repackage. re-released what was they? They re-released um Cassie and Andor from Rogue One for some reason, and we're like they like redid his face, and we're like, Why? Like it's not
1: Aunt Aunt Urn, I want a not what a people whip. want. Garza Whip. Yeah, flip. where's a
2: Garza Whip figure? Whip. She's got multiple outfits she could wear too.
3: Would they do a chase one in a different outfit?
4: A chase.
2: Ooh, blind blind box Garza Flip Asbro action figure. We'd be yeah. the only
3: ones buying it, but we'd be happy. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: Maybe. You say that.
2: I have um, a couple
3: things. Uh, so I wanted to announce that I've now bought my second Hot Toys figure. Woo! I'm woo! happy and sick at the same time. Yeah. So that face. No, I, no, no Christmas at your so house, good. but that'll be great. No, I got that layaway. Oh, when I, okay. Once I saw that layaway, I'm probably going to have yeah. a whole basement full of those things now, layaway. I
2: guess we did forgot. Yeah, so uh, Hot Toys dropped a pre-order for Thrawn from Ahsoka. And I got Chopper uh,
3: like three, two or three weeks ago, right? Chopper yep, Hera,
2: Hera, Chopper, Sabine. Um, but yeah, the, the new one as of like three days ago, two days ago was, was Thrawn. Um, and he comes with like a little lighted table with... Uh, the sculpt of the chimera and the so hyper cool. ring, which is pretty cool. Um, $255, I believe, but yes, Josh is right. You pay a $25 deposit on it and then you make four payments, five payments over a course of time. Um, so it's like layaway, but yeah,
3: no, great. I mean, it's literally, it's not mm-hmm. like layaway. It says lay- it is layaway. Like, yeah. yeah. Layaway.
2: So, yeah. um, if you haven't pre-ordered your Thrawn yet, go do so. Cause it is a, it's a great looking figure. um, the fate. You're right. The face sculpt is on point with that one. All of them from the Ahsoka series to this point have been fantastic. So, really hoping next up is Balin's Skull, though, because that will be. Uh, I'm going to have to get that one. I that one was pretty cool. So, um, but yeah. So go 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 to do those. So one,
3: one more toy thing. Here we go. Yeah, we got to talk about this HasLab. <laughs>
2: Are the you, oh, the Ghostbusters.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it, pretty it, cool, isn't it? Is Is does Bill Murray own Hasbro or something? Like, is is is? Why are they putting so much more thought, care, expense, time into the Ghostbusters Hasbro stuff, HasLab stuff than the Star Wars stuff?
2: So what Josh is talking about is Hasbro. Um, over the weekend, released um a a new HasLab project for Ghostbusters. It's the it's the, the Rolling Trap, the Rolling Ghost Trap. And the PKE meter, yeah, and then I don't, I don't remember what the stretch goals were for it, but like one of them's like the mechanism that you would put the trap in, on, that you can like hang on your wall. Um, so that was pretty cool. And but it's what two hundred ninety nine dollars, I think. But they look fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's not even that expensive. And the realism compared to some, the, of the realism
2: other. is is crazy. Like the proton pack oh,
1: that itself thing was,
2: was amazing.
1: Maybe the best Has lab. Like that thing yeah, was amazing. I, it's pretty cool.
2: I think it's hard to disagree with that one from anybody, whether you're a big Ghostbusters fan or not. But it like
3: didn't they make a big GI Joe uh, aircraft carrier though? That was pretty cool. Yeah, but no, the the proton pack is still <laughs> cooler. Is yeah, there... it
2: like has weights in it that spin, like yeah, so it actually like vibrates, and lights, and um, all kinds you, you can, can stuff going take. On. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, but no, the the PKE meter and the trap look just as good. And it has like a you know the cable and the foot pedal and everything, so it like opens it when you roll it out. This thing's unreal. Um, What?
3: So we always when when Haslabs comes up, I feel like whether we're talking about this like other what other people are doing right or what they're doing wrong with Star Wars, we always like talk about what would we like what would be the next what would be an actual good Star Wars thing like that. And I'm just. So these ghostbuster ones have kind of blown me away so I'm like is is that like are there what what props like that would would props like gear or weapons or some sort of like star wars
1: I was thinking about that too when when Justin sent that message cuz I'm like I I came to the same thing that you did I'm like well those things that we really have been over the moon about were like movie quality basically wearable props uh and as i was to say
3: what if they did like mandalorian armor
1: yeah how but how like could you make a boba fett or bo-katan or whatever helmet that is 200 dollars better than just the regular black series hasbro helmet you know like the, that go for a 100 bucks i don't i don't know how
2: or from an independent Maker,
1: yeah, I just don't. I i mean, it, it, if that viewfinder had like LEDs in it, and y- I think you that's know, like you had some all electronics of like, diff, but even the they, black series ones make sound and stuff, right? Some of those right. have lights. I, I don't know. Maybe Vader's helmet, even with the with the chest box or something like that.
3: So here's here's what I'm thinking. Um, Boba Fett's helmet and chest plate is the original thing it's got the light up numbers that actually light up and move and the vi the so the way you I, maybe it's not 200 dollars more expensive but i'm hoping the chest plate kind of helps with that and then so um the uh you got to make the helmet more comfortable, right? So the helmet needs to be a little bit bigger so you can put some real padding in there. And then you can, because it's bigger, you can also make the, uh, like the eyes part, mm-hmm. the visor, eye hole bigger visor, the visor. That's the yeah. word that wouldn't come to my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe some <laughs> upgraded electronics with some more lights on the, and the viewfinder maybe moves by itself without having to, you know, cause on the, on the ones now you press the button and it just drops down. Yeah, it's just like a mm-hmm. and then stretch goals release. could just be you know like shoulder goal pauldrons number one is is the is the gauntlet thing and the, you know the his blaster or whatever you know yeah. I don't know you could it's do jetpack too <clears throat>
1: which is like in line with the yeah. with the proton pack yep. you know yeah it could be really cool
2: like Sabine's jetpack from Rebels would be a really good one to do um, it's hard with uh, with with that, though, because there's so many independent makers out there for Star Wars that do, hey, we can make this out of resin or we can 3D print it, we can paint it, put electronics in it. It's going to cost you a fair amount. And Hasbro, where they benefit from it is if they put it into a production line, right, and they have the funding for it up front, could do it. But I think one of the ones that they kind of miss right off the bat that would be a relatively easy one to do is blasters, DL 44 from Han Solo E 11 from any stormtrooper lights sounds that you can fit in the blaster. There are tons of maker independent makers out there that do it, but I will tell you they cost an arm and a leg.
3: What are the stretch um, goals on a blaster though?
2: That's the hard part is like, there's not really any stretch that's goals I was thinking unless about you go the armor.
3: Cause I was like, you can there's right. pieces to add,
2: right? Um, it, it, that's why I think like they've stayed with like the, the, reasonably priced black series role play helmets because um, they they can do some lights and sound in there, um, which is the crazy thing. They put lights and sound in the black series helmets. They put lights and sounds in a proton pack and in, in the stuff coming out, but we still can't put lights and sounds in star Wars vehicles. What are we doing?
1: It's weird. The,
4: the what Hasbro, are we doing? Uh,
1: I don't know what they're doing with the whole star Wars
4: mm.
1: line. Yeah, really? It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I don't know. They're missing the mark in my opinion.
2: Yeah. The ghost looks killer. I'm glad sure. I backed it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it, but again, opportunity for lights and sounds there that yeah, there was, was still missed. missed
1: opportunities for sure.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into this cause we've got, um, we, we're kind of staying with our theme of kind of talking about things that are relevant to current TV shows that are on Disney plus. So talking about Ahsoka, we covered, um, we covered the mortis arc from clone wars, um, you know, the last couple weeks. This week we're gonna dive into what directly tied to Ahsoka in The World Between Worlds and was it episode five of Ahsoka, I think yeah, where like that, she encounters second Anakin half Force season, Ghost Anakin. Man. Yep. Um so we're kinda today we're going diving into more animation, surprise, surprise. Um Star Wars Rebels, uh season four, episodes twelve and thirteen, which were titled Wolves in a Door. And episode 13 is actually titled A World Between Worlds, which is what we see in episode 5 of Ahsoka. Um, our cast from Rebels for these two episodes predominantly is your main group, Ezra, Sabine, Hera, Zeb, Ahsoka, Chopper, um, and a little bit of a voice from Kanan because this is post-Kanan's um, death. Uh, in these two episodes and they're still kind of trying to figure their way how to deal with that at this point Um, but we do get um, a I think that might be the uh,
1: saddest thing that happens mm -hmm. in Star Wars when I watch it like nothing makes me sadder in Star Wars than Kanan's death and the fallout from that that's like just my agreed
2: but agreed and I think and we'll we'll talk about it in this episode but I think the second part of that is having, and it's at the end of the the episode 13 of this, but having Ezra have to rewatch that again in the world between worlds and knowing he can't do anything about it, or he strongly should not do anything about it, but has to sit there and watch it happen for a second time, which was almost even worse. Um, we do get a voice uh, guest voiced in this, in this series, these two episodes, Minister Haydn, Who is played by uh, Malcolm McDowell, who is, who's been in a ton of stuff. Um, he's been a a working actor in this since what the seventies or so, sixties, seventies. Um, he was in a Clockwork Orange. He was in the more, um, recent episode or the most recent version of Halloween as, um, the doctor, Dr. Loomis, uh, in the remakes of that. He was in Star Trek Generations. The guy has 288 acting credits Hmm. in his name been working that is a lot the guy has been around a long time and he's got one of those Every faces and hairstyles that's I'm just
4: <laughs> it's, it's instantly recognizable song, it so
2: <laughs> he always kind of plays like a crazy villainous guy too i think right like he's always kind of typecast in that role a little bit but um uh long time working actor so he
1: makes an Was appearance he the in voice this, so. of the like a uh, weird empire art historian guy mm-hmm. yep. who's wearing Minister uh yep. like a, a hooded robe unlike anything anyone else in the empire wears that i've seen yeah.
2: um he kind of like looks like the imperial dignitaries that you see hanging around with the emperor he kind of like wearing that but um the guy clearly knows his Weirdo. stuff um in in it but uh yeah so um so let's dive into this um Kyle, I'm going to turn it over to you uh, and have you uh, give us a a nice synopsis of episodes 12 and 13 here.
1: Sure. So, this similar to the Mortis arc that we just covered last time, um, some very weird things happen in this here World Between Worlds arc. So, like, again, I'm going to try to breeze through this as quickly as possible, but, like, strange things be afoot so it's hard to just like breeze over it you know
3: are they at the circle k
1: <laughs>
4: so you Not said you used that
3: phrase on a recent episode and i didn't jump in and say that fast enough and i'm so happy i got a second chance <laughs>
1: okay. okay sorry i i can't believe i've said that twice now that's i didn't even know that was in my lexicon all right anyway so here at the beginning as as justin just said we just lost Kanan. he's like the heart and soul of this crew in a way. And he, he they just lost him. Everybody's reeling, whatever. Uh, everybody's kind of gone their own way. And, and Ezra has this weird piece of the Jedi temple that was given to him by uh, this wolf. And it has three hands on it making weird different hand gestures, whatever. He takes it to Sabine. She's an art expert. We all know Sabine now from the Ahsoka series. She's main character. Um, and she's like, well, we got to go to the temple, uh, so I can see this mural that this thing came from for myself. Uh, so I can figure out what this all means, but it's on the opposite side of the planet. They're on Lothal, uh, Lothal is like an important part of this whole like lead up to the rebellion here. But like, if you don't know, you might really? not know. <laughs> uh, but that's where they are. They're on Lothal. This is Ezra's home planet. That's where he's from. Um, his his parents were rebels on Lothal a long time ago. They were murdered by the Empire uh, to take a prisoner, all this stuff. Uh, but they're, they're sh- they have no ship. That's a whole other thing. You got to watch the show. You, if you don't, whatever. They have no ship right now. And the temple's on the other side of the planet. How are we going to get there? And Esther's like, well, you're in luck. We have these Lothwolves, which are just wolves that live on Lothal. That's uh, how all animals on Lothal are named. They have Lothbats and Lothcats and Lothwolves. And here we're going to ride the Lothwolves to the other side of the planet. No one knows how it happens. No one really knows how it works. Uh, these loath wolves are crazy they can do crazy things but the whole crew is riding on the back of these wolves and then all of a sudden they're in like it looks like they're in hyperspace which if you really understand what hyperspace is it means like you're like in a fourth dimension you're like you're you're not in normal space time because you're traveling at light speed star wars is so weird but like that's how it is and that's where they are and you hear all these voices do you have that clip
2: uh, no, I don't have that clip, but I was yeah, just going to say, I love when, um, you know, they're all kind of mounting these wolves and Chopper is like, y- you uh-huh, can understand uh-huh. what he's asking. He's yeah. like, well, how the heck am I going to get there? And the one just picks just him up in his teeth Yeah.
1: just grabs him in his and mouth, yeah. in his mouth huge, and he was like, right. admittedly, ah! I may have yeah. undersold the loth wolves. as just wolves called loth wolves? They're giant. Um, yeah, you they're know, huge. Big enough to pick up. Chopper in their mouth, no problem. Whatever, everybody's writing. Some of, there's two people on the back of some of them, I think. Whatever, but somehow. Is also, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say this is also one of the only times that we see Hera actually like move her goggles she down. Did. In front of her eyes.
1: Which I saw a funny meme that, like, I think it was Jason saying, Mom, why do you wear that? Why do you wear those goggles? Well, because I'm a pilot, but you fly a spaceship, not a World War II biplane. Why do you need goggles? (laughs) No one really knows, but she has them, and they came in handy in this situation, thankfully. Um, Yeah. But anyway, they're in this world, weird hyperspace, looking out. They're out of space, time, place. Can't really be explained. We're hearing all these voices. There's lots of Kanan. He, you know, we hear this thing where he's talking about back then. There were ten thousand Jedi Knights guarding the galaxy. Talking about during the Clone Wars and right before him. Uh, now it's just you and me. This is, he's talking to Ezra, whatever. And then all of a sudden, everybody just wakes up. They don't know what happened, and they're on the other side of the planet, right where they need to be. Uh, no one can explain it, but Kanan said that the wolves are deeply connected to the Force, and this was a really good, uh, really cool sign. I think, or a really cool little quote that Zeb said. Well, I'm glad they're on on our side, and Ezra said, "Well, they're on Lothal's side," and that is a mm-hmm. uh, running theme through all of Star Wars: is that like if you're on the side of nature and like the indigenous creatures, you are always like on the side of good like it's a dead giveaway it's it's in every movie like it's it's if if you're helping the little guy the the animals the even the droids really but that's like kind of another thing but like uh yeah but they're on Lothal's side they're just like doing right by nature you know so they're not they're not Mm -hmm. helping these people they're just doing right for right's sake is what he's saying um Anyway, so here they are. They're at the temple. That's where they wanted to go. The ghost crew's there. They find that the temple is being excavated by the Empire, and they have found this giant mural and if i'm i hope you're still listening this is what this whole lead up has been for this giant mural is drum roll it's the three freaking people from mortis the mortis quote gods mm-hmm. the father the son and not the holy spirit the daughter uh um, and that's the only other time that these guys show up in all of Star Wars. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Ahsoka and then the Mortis arc from Clone Wars that we just talked about. And then here are like it. So mm-hmm. this has all come full circle now.
4: Yeah.
2: You- um, no, I was just going to say um, when we get a little bit further here, I do have um, high minister Haydn talking to the emperor about the Mortis gods.
1: Um, but we're not quite there yet. It's really close, though. Um, So Sabine's like, hey, we gotta go take a look at this. And again, if you are listening to this and you are not an expert in Rebels, they do a thing that happens in Rebels like every third episode where they Mm -hmm. beat somebody up and take their their armor slash uniform and go in undercover. They do it I cannot exaggerate Repeatedly. all the time. They do it all the time. Yes. It's their main number one move. That's like, that was the joke at the end of Ahsoka when Ezra got off the thing and he was in the armor. That was like the, if you know, you know, joke. Cause he's always in the armor.
3: I was explaining mm. that to someone who hasn't watched the cartoons yet the other day. Yeah. That's like, they were like, Oh, and how did they, all that? I said, don't worry about all that i i said just that was that was something for us that watched the cartoon because that was something ezra did on almost like every other episode is what i said Mm -hmm. so
1: so it is not a coincidence that the first time we're talking about rebels in the context of ahsoka sabine and ezra dressed up in armor like it's their whole move so anyway they're Mm -hmm. in there getting a closer look they're looking at the um the Mortis gods and they're trying to figure it out uh, and they're looking for some kind of gateway. They know that the empire is looking for a gateway cause they overhear the people as they're milling about, you know, people are talking freely. It's like a, an em- Imperial operation. Uh, there, there's like a little close call, um, and Ezra Jedi mind tricks his way out of there. And then we get like basically an exposition call. The emperor calls in to talk to, whatever i can't ever remember that guy's name but the weird minister high minister yeah (laughs) the minister yes here you go
0: we have reached the roots of the temple and found some fascinating work The symbols and iconography are reminiscent of a report i discovered in the jedi archives the mortis gods there's palpy yes they are key to unlocking the temple i'm sure of it there has been a great disturbance in the Force. The death of Kanan Jarrus has altered the fate of Lothal, though how I cannot say. Love that. Perhaps access to the temple will provide some clarity, my lord. We must seize the power within a conduit
1: That's between such a the living line.
0: and the dead. Proceed, Minister Hayden.
2: Conduit between the living and the dead, Mm. Um, but it's 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 evident. So you know, Haydn's basically saying, "Well, I was go, you know, now that we have access to all the Jedi files, I've found that they've seen these creature or these these entities repeatedly through their history." you know, so it's not just a, a coincidence. It's like, these are things that they've known and studied. Now I've got the information archetypes. and now, yeah. yeah. And now I'm going to try to get That's you the information. And, uh, it's, it's very interesting because Palpatine's clairvoyance only goes so far.
1: Well, it, you know I don't, I mean? they like, don't really ever explain how he knows about this gateway, uh, other than Palpatine just sort of kind of seems to know about everything in a way.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: well, I mean, he's got, he's, <clears throat> he's got, he's, you know, been scheming. He is so out he's, there wheeling and dealing. That's for sure. He's scheming.
1: <laughs> he do be. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm going to mention this because I am a nerd about the animated shows. Yeah, you are. Pal, uh, easy. Palpatine nerd. just said, Uh, you know, he mentioned the death of and Jarrus. We talked about it at the beginning. These guys are reeling because it just happened either one or two episodes prior. Um, But... Maybe we'll cover this episode later if we run out of stuff. I don't know. But, like, he was standing on top of a fuel canister. Lothal is important. It's because they were making these special TIE fighters. All right? They had, like... TIE defenders. TIE defenders. Yeah. They they had hyperspace capabilities. They had shields. They were way tougher. And it was a whole different project than the... um, the Death Star, and there, there was a time when they were deciding: Are we going to make a bunch of Tie Defenders, or are we going to make a Death Star? And there was people like Tarkin who says we got to make this Death Star, and then there was people like Grand Admiral Thrawn who said no, we got to make these Tie Defenders because it's a better tactical decision. There, and then that spirals out of control. Was Tarkin was really just trying to promote himself and be like make himself more important, and it was politics? But <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn was making like a smarter tactical decision.
3: Talk about Mm. your all-time backfires.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) bad move there. And they made the same mistake twice. Uh, But anyway, Mm -hmm. when Kanan was at this factory where they were making these TIE Defenders and he was standing on top of the fuel tank that was fueling this whole factory where they're making these things and they were just starting production and they blew that thing up to kill him because he's a Jedi. There's no Jedi out there. And that put an end to that TIE Defender project. So he saved his friends and his family, but he also ended the project that the rebellion would not have been able to overcome. You know, I believe that not only because Thrawn said it, But, like, you can get one lucky shot on one Death Star. You can get two lucky shots on two Death Stars. You're not going to get a lucky shot on 100 million TIE Defenders. You know what I mean? Because you've only Mm -hmm. got so many X-Wings. So, whatever. Kanan won the whole war, like, two times. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Either way, that right there, Kanan's death, that's why Hera right now is saying, hey, guys, let's get out of here. It's too sticky. It's too dicey. Um, she's trying to pull them out right now because she's gun shy. Mm.
3: Hey, uh, it's Caleb Doom here. Thanks for the shout out, Kyle.
1: This guy. Yeah, you're welcome. Much respect. Uh, You're the cream of the crop. (laughs) Now, anyone who is listening to this show for the purpose we described definitely doesn't know what's going on now. No. Uh, (laughs) Train derailed. Sorry. (laughs) So is trying to get these guys to come out uh, because the emperor called in. He's involved. They're like, uh, guys, we can't let him get the temple. We got to stay. We got to do it. This is our job. Zeb uh, kind of talks her off the ledge. Remember why we came? Um, he says, you know, he says, they'll be fine. And she said, yeah, I used to always believe that. And that's like. Man, that's heartbreaking. Because re- we watched all this whole series. These guys got into some really, really dicey situations. They always made it out alive. They always figured a way to get everybody, even though like, at, at some point like, basically everybody was captured one way or another, and they always got them back. And, uh, but not this time, man. And that's got to be like a real gut punch. Uh, whew, so sad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Feel free to watch that and be sad yourself if you are interested.
3: If you need a good cry. Yeah. But, you know, I think so Han Solo's death hit me harder than Kanan's, but that's just because I, w- I wasn't expecting it. So,
1: yeah, it was not it was telegraphed Plus, at I, all. Plus, I just
3: think live action emotional it things. Harrison
1: just, Ford, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. Um, But, but as, as, tends to happen when the emperor calls everybody's butt cheeks tightened up a little bit and they're like all right lights on we're working through the night uh triple shifts double time uh whatever mandatory overtime for everybody in the pit of despair here uh we've got (laughs) to figure out this gateway or everybody's losing their Mm -hmm. jobs lives um and they're looking at this mural and they're trying to figure it out. No, he's like, he's sort of smart, but he also has no idea what's going on. Um, and some way or another, he captures Sabine. They figure him out. They're like investigating it. They go to question him. Uh, Sabine uses a old... Imperial code. Cause she knows some stuff. Cause she went through the Academy That's it's like a whole long backstory, but it doesn't really check out whatever. And she's kidnapped and they find out who she is. And uh, since she is an art expert, and this is something that is known by the empire because something that Thrawn knows, cause he's like uh, always fighting with these guys. Then this guy figures, well, I'll question her, you know, we'll get Sabine's take on mm-hmm. this. Maybe she'll help me figure it out. So they're in there talking about these Mortis gods, um, and Ezra's trying she's to open kind of, the portal, right? Isn't that where I we're going to say here? she?
2: Well, she um at the end of the episode, episode twelve, right? She basically bought him some time, but mm-hmm. they figured out the hand position thing. And she had said something to him like, "He's like, well, how do I open?" And she's like, "I don't know. This is where you're supposed to do your Jedi thing." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but it was always two of us opening the door. Oh yeah, and she, me she and he opened in. the
1: portal right before she got taken in. Yeah."
2: Yes. Yep. So she kind of bought him some time by um, getting taken in and diverting some of the troops. But then that's when they flick on the floodlights and they see him after he had unlocked it. Mm -hmm. The wolves went over to the side and that's where right before he dives in, they saw him. And they figured he or realized he went through the portal. Yeah, he went up to the mural and he
1: had his hands on it, and the gods kind of moved their hands to another Mm -hmm. shape, and they matched the shape from the the piece that the wolf had given Ezra at the beginning here, from the when we first started talking. And then the wolves went around to the corner and they made the little circle. But Sabine's captured, and she says, "Hey, dive through the thing," and he dives through the thing, and he goes through the portal. And then the stupid stormtroopers try to chase him, and they run right into the wall because <laughs> it, it closes. Just bounce off! Yeah, there we go. Mimi, yeah, is very road runner, very much a road runner Love move it. right into yep. the brick wall there, and that was the end of that first episode. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the intro for thirteen here, um, which this was kind of um cool because this is where Ezra first wakes up in the world between worlds.
0: Truly wonderful. Which the entire force of the universe flows.
4: Not truth, find little train
0: yourself to let go. You fear to what you need, you already have.
2: See, it all go. I won't let him lose his way. Not like I did. All, all dialogue from. Jedi that we've encountered or know at this point with Kanan being the last one there, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of discussing, letting things go and, uh, not losing your faith and your connection in, in the force. And, um, Kanan kind of reiterating, I'm not going to let him do that. Even, even post death, I'm going to guide him and lead him and not let him lose his faith in the force. And that's what he kind of wakes up to in this new, new world.
1: Yeah, that was a really cool thing like to see for the very first time. Um especially if you didn't know it was coming cuz they really dug into the archives and got some some great classic Star Wars cuts to drop into this animated show that was on Disney XD and on like Thursday nights or something. Uh it was just really cool. And then Ezra wakes up in this uh world between worlds that we know that's what it's called. Now he has no idea where he is at the time. Um, And at the same time, that's when they're questioning Sabine Um, and, and he, he tells her that the grand admiral has spoken highly of her talents. He's even acquired a small collection of her work, which like she was very unimpressed by.
3: Two things. Uh, when, all the quotes were happening as they were like doing the hyperspace thing. Um, my literal thought was how are there people that don't like star Wars? Oh man, I know just all of that. Like classic <laughs> quotes, like, yeah. And, uh, just the I'm hits kind keep on mor- coming. I'm kind of a moron because I forgot about like Sabine, being like an artist and an art expert and how her and Thrawn were connected mm-hmm. because of that and how like it it was just a one little detail that I kind of forgot and it's coloring stuff from the Ahsoka show differently now that I so Yeah, yeah
1: and they I'm didn't reminded. They didn't expressly say anything about that this season in the Ahsoka show as far as I could tell really, but uh, canonically as they would say in, in Star Wars, Sabine is a major artist. Yeah. She loves making art, but she's also like a bit of an art historian and, and she, you know, bases her work on, on classics and even her father's an artist. So it's like kind of runs in the family and, Thrawn even bases a lot of his, uh, like military tactics on what he can learn from his appreciation of the local art, uh, of, yeah. you know, among other things. But he also is, uh, I would say not an artist, but a collector, um, and perhaps even a historian because he's definitely an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. he has the
3: art the eye for art
1: for sure that's something that he and Sabine Mm -hmm. had some you know tense conversations over for sure Mm
3: -hmm. well no Um, I was just kind of I just kind of forgot about that aspect and it just knowing that they know each other on a you know mm -hmm. never mind yeah
1: yeah well Thrawn and you know again Thrawn is what I don't know that they really hammered it home and I'm sure it'll become a, a greater point when he gets back to the regular, uh, whatever part of their galaxy, but he is intimately familiar with Sabine and Ezra and and um Hera and Zeb. Yeah. Zeb hasn't really been a player in this show yet, but like he knows these no. guys very, very, very well. He was their like main antagonist through you know half of their series in Rebels uh but the what's this guy? why can i not remember what this daggone guy is yeah see you know you know who i was talking about before i even explained who i was talking about this daggone minister whatever he's the only he's the only guy that has any kind of the only guy who i do not instantly know who he's talking about it's a bad guy yeah the minister whatever he says That portal, it's not just a way into the temple. Because that, up to this point, that's what they all thought they were doing. They thought they were trying to get into the Jedi Temple. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, Or at least that's what the ghost crew thought. Uh, But it's a pathway to all time and space. He who controls it controls the universe. This is why Mm -hmm. Palpatine is so interested in it. And that gives a little more context to what Ezra is about to see. Because it's really weird in there. And it doesn't make tons of sense.
2: I love this uh, conversation, though, between Sabine and Haydn, though, because he does say a line that I, I love. He, he turns the words a little bit, but he does say a line that I actually like a lot.
0: I discovered these images while going through the Jedi Temple Archive on Coruscant. Still not interested. I doubt that. Now, these three figures appear throughout the Jedi's recorded history. Mm-hmm. They're archetypes. Yes, Precisely. precisely. They're sometimes referred to as the father, son, and daughter. Now, do you notice anything about their depiction on the Lothal Temple?
4: I don't know. They look the same to me.
0: I am no fool, Lady Wren, so do not mistake my pleasant demeanor for weakness. The painting has changed.
4: You notice that, huh?
0: Yes. The Loaf Wolves have moved... In fact, they now form the portal. I also find it interesting that the position of the daughter's head and the hand of the father has changed. Do you care to share what their significance is?
2: And he's trying to, like, work together here to, like, solve the riddle, right? But he uses the, you know, turns the phrase a little bit, but don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I'm trying to be polite here, but don't think that I won't. Yeah, he tried to care. They're about to to use the stick here in a minute when she keeps being subordinate, but uh, she was not trying to be helpful. No, not at all. Uh, Yeah, but I think that's about all they have to say to each other, and then we cut back to Ezra, who's wandering around the world between worlds, which looks very similar to how it does in in Ahsoka. There's just more of it. He's walking on that weird, like, kind of glassy kind of, I don't know, Walkway situation uh, and he's hearing all these voices and whatever, and then he sees morai perched up on top of one of the gateways we've talked about morai before um she's a bird essentially uh she's a convoy specifically I don't want any nerds out there who may or may not be listening to think <laughs> I don't know what she is I do know but she's a bird <laughs> uh. She's perched up on top of one of her, and Ezra says, Hey, I've seen you before. Whenever Ahsoka's around, you're always nearby. Can you help me? He has no idea what's going on. Uh, I was sent here, but I'm not sure why. Uh, and I think that's interesting. He was sent there. He's just been like following the will of the force. He's been doing what he's just been compelled to do, you know? Uh, I love that. And more, Mori kind of hoots. And she kind of flies off, and she lights—or no, she—I think she might just stay there. She was on the door. She lights up the portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ezra can see Ahsoka, who we know from Ahsoka, and she is fighting with Vader. And my goodness, if you have not watched Twilight of the Re- of the Apprentice, <laughs> the two part season finale of season two of the hit television series Rebels. <laughs> You are just missing out on one of the greatest pieces of television. It is so good. But this is when she confronts Vader. She confirms beyond a shadow of a doubt that her master has fallen to the dark side and he's become this horrible evil thing that she feared and there is no turning him back. She cannot change his mind and they have come to blows and it looks like the temple is collapsing. It doesn't look like that. The temple's de- definitely collapsing. The temple they're fighting in, the Sith temple on Malachor. You don't know what's going on if you haven't watched this. But uh, the temple's collapsing. It looks like uh, Ahsoka stabs the floor. She's trying to break the ground out from under Vader. Vader's got his sabers up. She's about He's about to swing down and pre- presumably chop her head off or something like that. And Ezra pulls her out through the portal. Because the World Between Worlds is... Uh, like a connection of all space and time it's everywhere all the time Uh, Mm -hmm. and boom there is uh, Ahsoka in the world between worlds with Ezra she also doesn't know what's going on but she's way cooler about it Um, she is not really as freaked out and crazy as Ezra Um, but that's really all we see and we cut back to Sabine uh, talking about the mural and how they recovered all the things from the Jedi temple and yada, yada, yada. And that's where that call comes in. And we're talking about the archetypes and uh, the father and the son and the daughter. And finally at the end there, she's like not having it, not having it. And they, these two, like, I believe they're like death troopers or dark troopers or something come in and they're like giving her the zap zap with the tasers. Um, because she was just not listening and not helping. And they knew she knew more than she was given up. Um, but the more interesting part of the story is definitely uh, the Jedi stuff inside the world between worlds. And Ahsoka is obviously and justifiably distraught because what is probably the worst thing that she ever went through in her whole life just happened. And Ezra pulled her out into this weird place that doesn't really make that much sense. And she's never heard of, uh, but there she is. And she recovers pretty quickly. And Mori you're here. Uh, and Ezra's like, what is Moray? What's her whole deal? Uh, she's an old friend. I owe her my life. We just went over that last week. Refer to previous episodes of this podcast. If you don't know why she owes her her life.
2: um, and I think she says, uh, and now I owe that to you as well, to Ezra. She does, yep. She definitely
1: um, owed one yeah. to Ezra. They might be even now, though, in current time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> does getting me back to my galaxy count as a life save? I'm not sure. Because he was alive, but what right. what kind of life right. was he living? Uh, yeah. How'd you get here? Where's Kanan? You missed a lot. Sad. Mm-hmm. Single tear. Kanan's gone. We've sort of hammered that home at this point. Um, Back on the outside, Hera and and Zeb are working on a scheme to bust Sabine out. Like we already mentioned, that's like a, a running thing in Rebels. These guys get captured because they're always infiltrating bases and star destroyers and all kinds of stuff. Somebody gets nabbed. It happens regularly. I believe it happened Let's in... Smell glory.
3: Be, rebels crew.
1: I think it happened in the second episode, actually. Um, and it, whatever. So we're scheming to get Sabine out. Um, and we're back to Ahsoka, who's sort of explaining about where they are, too. Um, do we have this audio, by any chance, where we're talking about the ancient place? It's a world between worlds. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's Ezra and Ahsoka, but it's
2: it's mostly when Ezra realizes that if he can pull Ahsoka out, he could go back and pull...
1: Well, I was talking about uh, when he was explaining his conversations with the wolf. Because Ezra um, was talking to a wolf, and he, 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 Ahsoka's oh, talking, and no, no, no. she yes, says, this place is ancient, force. it's like a world between yep. worlds. That's where the name comes from, because she just calls it that. Like, that's... Yeah, uh, you know it's this gateway between all space and time. And Ezra says, "Yeah, it feels like that dream where I met Doom, which is this vision he had after Caleb died. Mm-hmm. Doom is one of the wolves who said Doom. You know, he said his name was Doom. Right. Um, and like so, a rapper,
3: they're always saying their name. Yeah, right? always.
1: they lays it. Down. He just <laughs> shouts it out in the middle of the song, just like so you Jones. don't forget mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, um, I'm not putting one of those songs in here at this point. <laughs> That's a um, old one, man. <laughs> and Ahsoka's asking this creature named Jason Doom. It, it appears after... Shut up. After Kanan died, uh, that has to be more than a coincidence. Uh, this is this is important stuff, especially because you guys made the daggone reference that nobody gets because we haven't explained this stuff to the people who haven't watched the show.
4: <sighs>
1: <laughs> Doom, the wolf... <laughs> His name is Doom. He appeared after Kanan died. That has to be more than a coincidence. That's what Ahsoka said. That's what anyone would say, because that just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Caleb Doom, a wolf named Doom. What does it mean? Uh, Well, perhaps Kanan is still working through the wolf. Kanan is part of the cosmic force now. That's what happens to people when they die. We all become part of the cosmic force. Some people can use the cosmic force and manifest themselves as force ghosts. That's what uh, Master Qui-Gon learned how to do. And then he taught Mm Obi-Wan and Yoda how to do it when they were both being hermits on their respective planets alone. What a good guy. Yeah. Total bro move. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean you gotta kill your time doing something, right?
3: Yeah. Kyle, did you already say that um the world between worlds is also known as the Virgins Scatter? That's what Wikipedia says, for real. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. Did not know
1: that. I'm gonna figure out where uh Can we can we keep clicking links on Virgin Scatter to see where that takes us? Because I've yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never heard that. Uh I believe that it's there, and I believe it came from somewhere, but I don't know where. Uh anyway, I Kanan is part of the cosmic force. There are ways that those have passed. There are ways that those have passed on can still influence the willing. It's not impossible. Um, you know, this is a thing that we see through Star Wars, and Kanan was like working working through these uh creatures that were in touch with the force on Lothal. Um and that is when ezra realizes wait a minute if i saved ahsoka ding we're talking about caleb doom that's that's uh you know the the other name for kanan jarrus that's what he went by as as a young tyke before he went into hiding during the clone war or after the uh order 66 what nice kid deep voice yeah great kid uh, <laughs> deep cut there is whatever people hate it on young Caleb doob's voice. He sounded like old man, apparently. Um, so we went to see if we can go save him. Uh, but Ahsoka has to talk Ezra out of it. Think about what you're doing. You know, he thinks he can stop Canaan. Yes, just like he stopped, Ezra. you know, well, you don't really know that Ezra Canaan gave his life so that you can live. If he's taken out of this moment, you all will die. Okay. Not yep, only that, have that, what you all oh, do you have this?
2: this I have um, I did cut it down so it's only about a minute but the actual scene is is roughly like three, three and a half minutes but here you go
4: one of these portals must lead to Kanan Ezra think about what you're doing I know what I'm doing here in this place I can change things I can stop Kanan from dying you don't know that yes I do if I can change your fate I can change his I can reach him Ezra Kanan gave his life so that you could live If he's taken out of this moment You all die
1: You don't understand what
2: you're asking me to do
4: Yes, I do You can't save your master Mm. And I can't save mine
1: She just learned that
4: I'm asking you to let go That's what she's
1: struggling with in season one is letting go
4: But you must see Kanan found the moment when he was needed most, and he did what he had to do for everyone. That's the lesson. I didn't see it, but now.
2: And that's that's where uh, he goes now, and then it just kind of.
1: And there's there's a little bit more left in this episode, but that's really that's the kicker right there. Because this is going to bring this whole thing back to uh, all of what Ahsoka is. That's the lesson. He found the moment when he was needed most, and he did what he had to do. And that's what Ezra just learned, and he learned it from Ahsoka. And then, in the season finale, the series finale of this show, he finds his moment. And he, when Lothal is under attack from Thrawn... They can't win. Their plan sort of failed in a way. They're like they're under siege. He breaks in to the Chimera, the Star Destroyer, and he calls on the Pergil. They met the Pergil way back before in the series. And Ezra can talk to animals through the force. It's a whole other thing. You've got to watch the show. But whatever, it works. You all have to understand why. But he breaks in and he calls the Pergil and he sacrifices himself to ship Thrawn and the ship off to this other galaxy far, far away, not far, far away from us, far, far away from them, which is presumably far, far away from us too. I don't know, but he uh, learned that lesson sure, he had- and then hammered it home. And then that's why yeah. we're chasing them down later in Ahsoka because yeah. the last thing he says to Ahsoka before he tosses her back in where she came from is when you come back, come find me. And she says, I will.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And to be fair, Ezra had no idea what the result of the pergill and taking the ships off and just jetting out to nowhere was going to be. He had no idea what that was going to be. Like Kanan's moment clearly sacrificed himself. Ezra was willing to jump into that same scenario, not knowing what was going to happen. And that was, as Kyle likes to say often, the most Jedi thing that you could do. It is the most Jedi thing you can do Um, in that situation. Yeah. And it, And it was a very different situation than when he pulled Ahsoka out because Ahsoka was, she had already, in in that moment, she had already, uh, Ezra and Kanan had already escaped. She's with Vader in the temple. They're by themselves. Ezra pulling her out of that moment was drastically different than Ezra pulling Kanan out of that moment because there were directly lives at stake in what Kanan did, whereas pulling Ahsoka out, everybody was gone at that point. Um, and Vader looked like he was about to drop the hammer. Um, at that That moment, that was a little ambiguous
1: too, though, because she did stab the floor and then the floor fell out from under him. It looked like he was going to strike her down. You never know, you know, if Ezra wasn't there, butterfly effects, you never know what could have happened. Yeah. Good movie. And it's all a whole (laughs) Ashton Kutcher. He never misses. Uh, and it's a whole other thing about like, because not to be a weird time travel guy, but because he did that, that means it happened the first time when she was there. That means he pulled her out every time that means like that's the only way it could ever happen that means like he didn't actually change anything. That's just the way it happened. you know like so he would have changed that moment whatever that's how I look at it too. like if he pulled ahsoka mm-hmm. out, he always pulled ahsoka out, so yeah, he didn't actually change that moment. He just was live. Living that part of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do we need to talk about the other stuff that happened? The emperor tried to. The emperor saw him through one of the portals. They don't really explain how he he, where that portal is. I don't think or how he was able to do that. But he's trying to grab him with little like force lightning tentacle things, and she saves Ezra, chops it off, whatever. They both go running their own way. That's when he says, "Uh, "When you get back, come find me. I will. I promise. Mm -hmm. May the force be with you, Ezra Bridger." Boom, boom. They both dive out their things. Uh, Zeb and Hera basically mess up the repulsors on this little trailer that Sabine is being held in and they tap out a little message to her. She knows it's coming. Uh, they rescue her and chopper murders a bunch of people with a giant excavator cause he he does. does not give a fuck. And then they all hightail it out of there. Uh, We hear a little voiceover from Kanan, may the force be with you always, because Mm -hmm. he kind of served his purpose there. The message he was trying to give to Ezra, Ezra got, Uh, he saved Ahsoka, he closed the portal, so Palps couldn't get there, and now Kanan's officially gone, as uh, Hera hammers that home, he's really gone now, I mean like really gone, yes, and I know what I have to do now, in a way, Kanan showed me one last lesson, and that's what I was talking about, where he, boom, he makes his sacrifice there at the end. Roll yep. credits.
2: Um, Which is, you know, it's kind of interesting, because when we were talking about the Ahsoka series, and I think a lot of people were hoping we'd get a, a Force Ghost Kanan, or some kind of appearance from Kanan or something in the series, and we didn't. Um, Not yet. No, but at the end of this episode, and after I went back and rewatched it again, I was like, "Oh, they really did kind of finalize like, Kanan is gone now, and that was it." And I was just like, "Okay, maybe that's where they're they're you know just leaving it, and we maybe we don't get a Kanan going forward." But uh, Ezra, yeah, did learn the lesson, and the force is his ally and a powerful one it mm. is. So, yeah, I think Good we could stuff, still. S-
3: I think we could still see it. Especially, you know, um, you know, with Canaan or with with Ezra now being reunited with the rest of his family, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm saying that because he was kind of like, you know, that that was kind of he his was mom like the, and dad, a, the figures. adopted son. Yeah. He was the, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how he became yeah. part of the
1: crew again. Like, if you're listening to this because you actually didn't watch Rebels, that's how he. The whole crew existed minus Ezra at the beginning, and then he was an orphan, uh, kind of just mm-hmm. living on the streets as a as a young rapscallion, and uh, he he got involved in one of their heists at the very beginning, and then they took him in.
2: Yeah, took a little coaxing. Yeah, but it wasn't yes, quite got that him simple, involved, but and, and they, they ended up taking him in. Yeah, no, it's uh, it it really is good TV to watch, and so and good. it's it's so. It's so cool to see how like the new stuff is is tying in the animated stuff, and and we're getting uh, those of us that have only watched this in an animated series before are now getting to see it in live action. And they did they did really a great job uh, with the world between worlds in the live action yeah. to what you saw in the the animated show. So they leveraged um, it in um, like a totally to
1: different way too, though. You know, Ezra. Ezra mm-hmm. was pulling people into the world between worlds and they were existing in there the whole time and and uh Anakin was taking Ahsoka out of the World Between Worlds into these other timelines so she could relive those old experiences yeah. like it was used in a, a totally different mechanic.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, That's for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um anything else you guys want to yep. add on the recap? Yeah, go ahead, I got Josh.
3: Some stuff uh okay so virgin I'm something get, there, something what do we got there yeah there's more there's probably more to the virgins scatter thing but i will at least at this point uh, i can let you know its first appearance that mention okay any would you like to hazard a guess this is gonna be a, a comic book or a, or a novel probably no virgin scatter no, it's the most obscure way that things get put in the canon. Oh, is it like a and they encyclopedia do this shit all the time, or a visual dictionary? A visual di- yeah. So, in the oh, would you like to uh, one more thing? Guess which visual dictionary it's in. Not Clone Wars. No.
1: The art of Re- no, the art of rebels. I have. It's is it a, is there a rebels visual
3: dictionary? Well, there is, but I don't think that, that... No, that's not what it's in. What's it in? It's in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. What it is, is it's a picture of the ancient Jedi texts. open Like the book just like open. And there's like a thing pointing to it. And then the caption says, Unattributed visualiza- visualization of the Chain Worlds Theorem... Uh, also known as the World Between Worlds or Virgins Scatter.
1: Dumb. I don't like it. I'm never. Yeah. I'm never calling it that. Not even if there's a fire. That's from Step Brothers. Uh, was there another
3: thing? I'm not calling him Dad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, good movie. Yeah, great movie. Was there another thing? Oh yeah. Uh, so. I just, I was trying to look up. um, I just feel like I talked for an hour straight, so please say something. (laughs) No, it's it's good. No, I you know I was only bringing chaos energy today for some reason. It's guys, you know what? It's got I got this. Yeah, you wear a chopper hat and I have a chopper hat on, and I'm just trying to cause chaos. So anyway, um, so I was looking up uh, convors when you were talking about Morai because I was like. They look like owls. Are they officially an owl? Because you didn't not? think
1: I knew what they were called either. Rude.
3: Well, no. You said I knew. No, what they were called. no. But I'm just you kidding. said you went. It's a bird, and I thought, is it an owl? I mean, I know an owl is a bird, but like,
1: can we get more so specific? Anyway, Whatever. It, would that imply so that they, it's nocturnal?
3: Go on. Yeah, owls are cool. So I'm cool with it. So, um, yeah, their heads spin around the, and stuff. They're, they are. Native, they're found on several planets, but they're originally native to Waska. It's a moon. Okay. Waska is also known as the forest moon of Trandosha. Oh. Oh. I didn't even know Trandosha had a forest moon. Um, Is that where they hunt the
1: Padawans? It might be. That's a deep cut from Clone Wars. Chewbacca shows up in that episode.
3: Yep. It was here that Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano... Boom!
1: Nice. (laughs) I'd be knowing stuff. I don't think I saw any convors in that show, though.
3: Yeah. Um, And they... I just... I love that, like... I love... The forest moon of Endor, like I love that. That's just we like just such a warm, nostalgic phrase. Of, for, yeah. That has a very good mouth feel, mm, yeah, um, Please. So, so feel, seeing the forest move of yeah. Trandosha just it warms my heart. The, the, and it, maybe it's proof that not all Trandoshans are villains. There was a Trandoshan pilot for the for the Resistance in a
1: in one of the video games, wasn't there? There was. Yep. Yes. They're mostly turds, so. though, if we're being honest. <clears throat> Yeah, they're trained. Oceans. Some are good. Yeah, combos are cool though.
2: Um, yeah i th- I think the only thing, uh, the one thing, I'm because I know you said it was in uh, you, what would you say the reference to it was World Between Worlds was in um, the last Jedi. Dictionary for, for, for the Rise, of Rise of Skywalker. because they had those texts um, laying
1: open on the tables.
2: Right. And- right. Um, no, the only thing I think I because knowing when um TLJ came out. And when this episode, when episode 13 aired, I think the only thing that I would have liked it, because in that conversation at the end, when um, Hera asks, you know, he's gone now, isn't he? And I mean, really gone. And Ezra says, yes, I wish he kind of would have, they would maybe would have animated him to like, look like he's thinking a little bit and then said, no one's ever really gone. And then that would have directly correlated to what Luke says to Leia in the last Jedi. Like Mm -hmm. he's still hearing, you know, Past Jedi talking to him, or like that's like, like, hey, I got this snippet of wisdom while I was in there, and that's also just like the Hera. nature that of the Force nice. as it's
1: explained to us, right? Is that no one's not, mm-hmm. no one's ever really gone; it's a yeah. part of us, and you are always
3: become a part of the the Force again.
4: Yeah, for sure.
3: I never knew if that was real, or if or if that was like a platitude, though.
4: And if I know for
3: Jedi, it's real, but for like everybody else, like the non Super Force sensitives. Well, I think that's what. I think that's sort of the same as the
1: explanation that Ahsoka was giving about Sabine, you know, like whether you have an enough aptitude to manipulate the Force or manipulate things with the force, uh, you know, it's still a part of you and yeah, you know, we all, it flows through all things. Life creates it. Yep.
2: All right, guys. Well, this was a lot of, a lot of deep stuff connecting yeah, Star Those Wars is weird sometimes. Ahsoka, sometimes so.
1: they just swing lightsabers at each other, and other times like they do super <laughs> weird shit that barely makes sense. Other times you get
2: deep spiritual connections between yeah. things, which yeah, is great. That's
1: why we love it. That's why we enjoy this it. This is the so. good stuff, in my opinion.
2: <sighs> I know. I know. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and uh, head on home yeah. now. Bring it home.
1: You're all clear, kid. Now I us blow
0: this thing and go home.
2: We hope you guys have enjoyed the recap of uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 4, Episodes 12 and 13, Wolves in a Door, and A World Between Worlds. Um, I love talking about these episodes. These two episodes are great. Um, I mean, Rebels is great in general, so get out there and watch so it.
4: Um,
1: Look, I get it. You if, you, if you don't have time to watch seven seasons of Clone Wars, I get it. Watch Season 7 still. It's mm-hmm. so good. But, but watch Rebels. Come on. guys. Four yeah. seasons. They're not even that long. It's so good. Easily digestible, especially if you love
2: binge watching TV. Um, you can catch Outer and Beacon anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also find us anywhere on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Outer and Beacon. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys at?
4: Baby,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Josh. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, and Twitter at Battle of Tenet. or on X.
1: Whatever, yeah, whatever it is now. Okay, this is Kyle. You can follow That's me terrible. on all the social media. I'm never calling it X, not even if there's a fire. Everybody gets the joke now oh, because I don't I already explained it the first mm. time. But uh, it's kb underscore legend on all the stuff.
2: Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great, great day wherever you are, and may the force be with you always. No one's ever really. Gone.
3: Caleb Doom is here to stay, brother.
1: Whoa, it's just so disrespectful to Canon Jarvis as a quality genre.
4: Hey!
3: There's no one in this world I respect more than Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> sir.
4: <laughs> it's not
1: disrespectful. Our, our Lord and Savior, Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah.